Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Welcome back to 24 Hours in Rugby League. A bit happening over the last 24 hours. Obviously headlined by the State of Origin team that has been announced for the New South Wales Blues. We have two new debutants, Abby Curacao and Mitch Moses. If you'd like to hear my live reaction to the team that was announced last night, I dropped a podcast last night about 8 o'clock, so you can scroll back and have a listen to that to hear my live reaction to the entire team. No huge shocks there for me. That's the team that I would have picked, to be honest with you. But I understand the argument for Adam Reynolds, and if it was a decider, I would have gone Adam Reynolds as well, no doubt about it, but I think this is a good opportunity for Mitch, and it's funny, you you never know what Origin Football can do to guys, it could be a real turning point for Mitch Moses, and I mean, even if it doesn't go well, if we get desperate again in the future and we're down a few halfbacks like we are now, it, it does happen, it's happened in the past a heap of times as well, these guys, they have their opportunity now, if they make mistakes, they can learn from it, they can try to improve on it next time, I think it's a really good insurance plan, but I 100% understand the argument for Cody Walker and for Adam Reynolds. Other news, the Dragons, in a bit of Barney rubble, uh, apparently after their game the other day, went back to Paul Vaughan's house, uh, had a party there with just them, there was 11 of them Altogether, and look, I've heard the argument, and I kind of do understand the argument of, hey, what's the difference between them going there and partying, and then going to training and tackling each other, and all that sort of stuff. I get that, but a little bit of common sense here, please. Like, good God, we're all in isolation. The Melbourne Storm are down in Melbourne; they've been up on the Sunshine Coast all of last year. The New Zealand Warriors haven't stepped foot on Mount Smart Stadium in two years because of this. Is it really the best option to all get together for a big party? I just think it is ludicrous. I think it's very stupid. And the players that have reportedly been involved, Paul Vaughan, Josh McGuire, Jack Bird, Blake Laurie, Corey Norman, Kate Ellis, Matt Dufty, Gerard Bell, Josh Kerr, Daniel Alvaro, and Zach Lomax. Now, we've already seen the Canterbury Bulldogs. Their players have been suspended. Um, let's have a look at that Dragon side now. So we're going to lose Paul Vaughan, starting front rower. Josh McGuire, bench front rower. Jack Bird starting centre, Blake Laurie starting front row. So you, essentially your entire front row is gone now. You've lost Paul Vaughan, Josh McGuire, Blake Laurie. Corey Norman, your starting 5'8", has gone. Kate Ellis, a guy that's normally in the 17, does miss out, but still your depth is gone with Kate Ellis. Matt Dufty, your starting fullback's gone. Gerard Beal, your starting centre's gone. Josh Kerr, your starting back row is gone. Daniel Alvaro, your other bench front rower is gone. And Zach Lomax, he's, he's not playing at the moment, but another starting centre that would be gone. I cannot wait to see what sort of a team the Dragons put out for their next game. It's going to be very interesting. And the find, good God, 
This is going to be very interesting. Now, Josh Dugan, he went for lunch with his mates the other day. Probably worse. I, I, I mean, it sounds like 11 players getting together for a piss-up is probably worse, but Dugan going outside of the bubble to a public pub is probably worse realistically. But he's still got a $25,000 fine. I think that what makes this worse is that the Dragons boys did it after saw Josh Dugan get in trouble. We saw the Canterbury Bulldogs players get in trouble. They got copped, they, they copped a $50,000 fine as well. Um, I'm sure the NRL, they will be looking to make an example out of the Dragons boys to make sure we don't have any more slip-ups like this. I think they are going to get a serious, serious whack of coin taken off them here. I think it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. The rumours are that apparently Corey Norman went to run away and dropped his wallet that the police got, which I think is hilarious if true, but Always hard with Normie to work out what's true and what's not. I think people like to take the piss out of him, so maybe that one's not true. I'm not sure, but some of the memes coming out of it, true or not, they they are funny. I'm sure Corey can see uh, the lighter side of the situation there. So Dragons in a bit of trouble. A lot of players going to pay pretty dearly for that, in my opinion, over the next few days. Other news, Jerome Luai. Uh, the Samoan 5'8 says he wants to talk with the, with the Australian Rugby League in regards to potentially representing them in the World Cup. Now, as I've said a few times, if I was Jerome Luai and I go to the Kangaroos and I say, look, I will pledge to play for the Kangaroos if you promise me the 6 or the 14 jersey. If he misses out on both, I mean, what the hell is the point? I, I really don't think the Kangaroos should be trying to poach Jerome Luai from Samoa. It is it is such a better game when Jerome Luai is playing for Samoa over the Kangaroos. If Jerome Luai has a bleeding passion to play for the Kangaroos, then yes, 100% come along. But I know he's always been pretty passionate about Samoa. And right now, I look at Samoa and the Kangaroos in this World Cup. We're at a really crucial point in international football. And I know for Jerome Luai, there would be about an $80,000 difference, him representing the Kangaroos or him representing Samoa. And I understand that completely. But my end, looking at rugby league, I just think it would be unreal to see him playing for Samoa. I think it would be fantastic. As I said a couple of times, if Jerome Luai doesn't turn his back on the Kangaroos, I mean, okay, we'll pick Cameron Munster. We'll pick Jack Watt. Like, there's just so many options that they could go there for. If Jerome Luai turns his back on Samoa, fuck, what are we doing? Who, who, who are we going to pick at 5'8"? Like, it becomes very, very grim all of a sudden. I think that we should be helping a team like Samoa by giving them a guy like Jerome Luai. Maybe, you know financially help him out a little bit. Yeah, mate, I, I, I don't know what you do here. I, I will say, though, if I was Jerome Luai, I mean, if, if someone said to me, hey, you can represent the Kangaroos uh, for no money or you can come play for Samoa for 80K, I'll tell you what, I'll, you know, we all want to live with pride and allegiance and all this sort of stuff. I would be strongly considering throwing on a blue Samoan jersey for that much money, no doubt about it. Um, maybe that's a... Cool. Uh, call me a sellout or whatever, but money plays a role in this stuff without a doubt. So I don't hold it against Jerome Luai for considering playing for the Kangaroos. And I'm sure there would be a lot of passion in it for him as well, especially after playing for the New South Wales Blues and doing so well in that. Um, just interesting to see how this one plays out. For me, though, I hope Mal Meninga looks at the bigger picture in this one. Uh, we've seen that Jack Whiten, he's obviously replaced Jerome Luai. He'll play 5-8 for the New South Wales Blues. I spoke briefly about this last night. It was a objective of Ricky Stewart in the preseason to get Jack White in the blue jersey for the six. Um, I'm sure that he thought it would have come under better circumstances. Obviously, the Raiders getting beaten 44-6, I think it was, on the weekend by the Gold Coast Titans. We'll have our full review coming this afternoon of that. But... Good to see Jack Whiten getting rewarded for his fantastic form over the last couple of years. And that move, I mean, I doubted it so heavily. I did not think it was going to work. And 
it really has. He's turned into a brilliant little 5'8". Um, still a lot more to work on, but he has come a long way. And he is that that, that, that reward of that six jersey for New South Wales, it is well-deserved. Swinging to the Canberra Raiders, Ricky Stewart. He's hinted that he will drop several of his players for their defense, conceding 44 points in Canberra, freezing Canberra against... I mean, of all people, the Gold Coast Tides, if there's anyone that should have a tough, a hard job coming down there, it's probably number one, the North Queensland Cowboys. Then it should be the Gold Coast. Brisbane right up there as well. I mean, that change of conditions is just massive. And for them to go down there and put that sort of a score on Canberra, that is embarrassing. It's just, this is not the Canberra Raiders team that we know from the last few years. They missed 69 tackles, which is just crazy. I mean... I listened to Shane Flanagan talk the other day in commentary, and he said that when he was coaching, uh, your magic number was 24. If we didn't concede any more than 24 missed tackles, normally you would be able to win a game of football. Majority of the time, you'd win a game of football if you had less than 24 missed tackles. I mean, to concede 69, I know the game has changed since Shane Flanagan was coaching, and I think you would have to up that number now just by the way the game is played. But 69, for a team like the Canberra Raiders who... I mean, for the last three years, in, in Supercoach, for example, and I, I, I know it's not clear-cut Supercoach to Rugby League, but, I mean, I would not pick my players in my draft side against the Canberra because defensively they were too good. The scores were always down because in defense they were simply too good. You weren't going to score tries. You weren't going to score points against the Canberra and they've just lost that aura all of a sudden. As you all know, I tipped them to make the grand final at the start of the year, and I couldn't be more wrong. But just unbelievable what has happened down in the nation's capital over the last six months or so. I just To, to me, I use the word unprecedented. I never would have seen this coming. Uh, some news from over in England. Kenny Edwards in a bit of Barty Rubble. Stuck his finger up uh, Sammy Cassiano's ass. I'm not really one to stick my finger up people's ass, but if I was going to do it to anyone, Sammy Cassiano, I don't know how high or up of the shortlist he is, to be honest with you. But these two, they, they are good mates. They have been good mates for a very long time. Um, I think just a joke between mates here trying to jay each other up. I mean, we know the rugby league players, they are a different breed. They think differently. They act differently to the normal human being. Um, but it looks like he's going to cop a big fine and a suspension for this one. Kenny's a guy who's always had so much talent. When he was at the Parramatta Eagles, God, he was unreal. But he just, that consistency he just struggles with. He struggles being the guy that you can rely on in big moments. And I'm sure Huddersfield, when, when I had their coach Simon Wolford on a couple of months ago, he spoke so highly of Kenny uh, but he was really on a good run then. These are the sort of stuff that he has had in his game. This is the sort of stuff he's always had in his game, Kenny Edwards. So hopefully this all gets sorted and we get to see him back on the field and hopefully no more of this sort of stuff in his game. His guy I would like to see back in the NRL, to be honest with you. I'd love to see him come back and have a real crack at it, especially in the modern game. Such a dangerous runner, such a good offload, a, a little bit of X factor to him. I think he'd do really well. And I, I do think he has matured since he was over there, as much as this story says the complete and utter opposite, and I understand that. But just from watching him play his footy over there, I think he has matured a little bit, um, regardless of what this story tells you about him sticking fingers up asses. Uh, Anthony Seabold, the former Broncos coach, he's been offered a deal to coach the Leeds Rhinos in the Super League. Personally, I don't think Seeds is going to get offered many gigs in Australia. I think it might be fantastic for him to get away and go over there um, and then potentially return in a couple of years once the dust has settled on all this Broncos stuff, which has been pointed at him. Um, Obviously, we saw the Brisbane Broncos yesterday come up with a fantastic victory. But before yesterday, I mean, the stats and the the realistic situation the Broncos were in, it really wasn't that much different to when Anthony Seabold were there. The optics coming into the week were awful. Matt Lodge, Tavita Pango Jr. not going anywhere. Matt Lodge leaves within a couple of days. Tavita is still rumoured to be going everywhere in the NRL. Um, and on Tavita Pango Jr., the West Tigers, they've ruled themselves out 
of going for Tavita Pangai Jr., which is very, very interesting. Apparently, they did a background check on him Thursday and decided he wasn't a good fit. Thursday, they did a background check and decided he wasn't a good fit for their club. Thursday. They've been talking about him for weeks. Thursday, they had a look at him and went, nah, actually, you know what? He's not the perfect character for us. Fuck me. A great decision by the West Tigers, but what took so long? I'm sorry, we're, you know, myself, and from what I've gathered, every single listener that I've spoken to on Instagram about this topic knew straight away, not a good fit. Not a good fit. I mean, I just, I don't understand what's taken so long for them to make that decision. Uh, Michael Chamas had a fantastic, fantastic article that he wrote yesterday. Go and have a look at that on the Sydney Morning Herald, I believe it is. Michael Chamas, good friend of the podcast, good friend of the page too. Uh, Go and have a look at his article. I think it sums it up perfectly. Uh, But yes, Tavita Pango Jr., he's ruled himself out of going to the West. Well, the Tigers have ruled him out of going there. So the Canterbury Bulldogs, they're there now, the favourites. Speaking of the Canterbury Bulldogs, Will Hopawade, their strikes, and they got 10 in the bin the other day. Not a great day for him. Uh, obviously got beat 66-0 as well by Tommy Turbo and his Manly Seagulls. Uh, he is potentially going to make a move to the Dragons. Now... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I just read out a list of stars that could be suspended by the Dragons. That included a couple of centers, a couple of outside backs, a fullback as well. So for them to be able to get Will Hopawade immediately, I think that would be massive. I think Will Hopawade has been fantastic for Canterbury, but he's too good to be staying in that club. I think he needs to go somewhere else and have another, have another crack at rejuvenating his career. I think we all forget just how talented Will Hopawade is because he's been stuck in this team for so long, and he hasn't been playing his best footy there the last couple of years, let's be perfectly honest here. I'd love to see Hopper move and have a crack somewhere else because we're just not seeing the Will Hopawade that we should be seeing at the moment. A uh, guy with so much talent, just disappointing how his career's played out. Do you remember when he came on the scene for the Manly Seagulls? He played Origin, scored a try in that grand final. Glenn Stewart flicked it back into him in 2011. He was unbelievable. He handled the Origin arena so well, scored an unbelievable try in that game, went on his Mormon mission, signed with the Paramount Eels, came back for the Eels and was good without being great and then moved to Canterbury and it's just like he hasn't been sighted since. Very disappointing. Uh, Matt Dufty, there was a rumours of him going to the New South Wales Waratahs. They have rejected this offer. I can't say I'm overly shocked by this one. Not really the sort of body type I would expect to see in rugby union. Um, Apart from little grubbers for himself, doesn't really have the kicking game. And I imagine you would probably have to play him at fullback realistically. I don't know where else you would play him. So without a kicking game, makes it very tough. Not that I know all that much about rugby union, to be perfectly honest with you, just my opinion. But he will be staying in rugby league by the looks of it. I think England is looking more and more likely for Matt Dufty, unfortunately. Jess Surges, uh, a junior of my rugby league team that I coach at, the Coogee Wombats. She signed with the Sydney Roosters, leaving the St. George Illawarra Dragons in the NRLW. Jess Surges, obviously a former Dally M winner in the NRLW, a champion player. Absolutely love watching Jess Surges go about her business from a fantastic South Sydney family. 
posted yesterday a couple of images of her growing up was always a Roosters fan so a really special moment for Jess Surges to remember to to be to be coming back to the club uh, that she supported when she was younger sorry I almost had a stroke there so great signing by the Roosters there getting Jess Surges one of the best players in the game Ronaldo Mulatalo he's obviously been rejected to go and play for Queensland in game three, which I would assume means you can't play for the Kangaroos, but God knows with these sort of rules. But it looks like the New Zealand Kiwis, they're going to select him in their side. So disappointing for Mulatalo, especially off the back of that, to then go to Suncorp, where he should have made his origin debut last week and get slapped by the Brisbane Broncos, who have been going like a busted asshole. An extremely tough week. Uh, copped a bit of shit from Katoni Staggs and these sort of fellas in that game too. So not a fun week to be Ronaldo, unfortunately. He's probably... Hasn't had too many worse weeks. But if he does get the opportunity to play for the Kiwis and he feels passionate about doing that, I wish him all the very best because he does deserve better than what he's got. Now, last a bit of news on Wayne Bennett. Uh, he's admitted that he doesn't really know what he's going to be doing next year or in the future. So it's all very up in the air. I'm not really sure where I would like to see Wayne land, to be honest with you. I think that if there is to be a new Queensland team coming to this competition over the next few years, I would love to see Wayne part of that system somehow. I think it's safe to assume he will not be returning to the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, there's a few of his, some of his former clubs that could definitely do with having him back. You know, the Dragons come to mind, Newcastle Knights, but I can't say the Knights having him back anytime soon, realistically. So interesting to see where Wayne lands. He will be leaving South Sydney at the end of this season, and this is why I'm hesitant to write South Sydney off because they're going to get to the back end of this season, and it's going to be the farewell story of Wayne Bennett and Adam Reynolds. There's going to be a lot of emotion going into that, and with their high-end players that... They play off the back of emotion. You're talking your Cody Walkers and your Latrell Mitchells. Very passionate characters. So this is why I just struggle to rule South Sydney out because there's going to be a lot of emotion going into the back end of their season. But wherever Wayne lands, I'm sure there will be a storyline there. And now there's just so many clubs that could do with having his experience, even if it's not as a full-time coach, just to have him in the building, I think it would help so much. Uh, that's all your news from the last 24 hours. Stay tuned this afternoon. We're going to be diving into our full round 16 review, going through each and every game and all the super coach scores. That should be locked out. Um, sorry, that the, the lockout should be over pretty soon for Supercoach, so we can go through all of those this afternoon. Stay tuned.